everybody, it's Dr. Beard again. Welcome to another episode of the Self Care is the New Healthcare podcast. And uh, Paul and I took a couple of weeks off. Forgive us. Um, had a lot going on. We were out in Colorado, couch surfing, basically, <laughs> and uh, having to deal with taxes. So um, that is now behind us, and we have much greener pastures on the horizon and hoping to um, bring you a lot a lot more um episodes on a regular basis on a regular basis but you know we're human and we need time off too uh, what are we talking about today so today we're going to talk about and uh, we're going to continue our weight loss series and we're going to talk about uh, weight loss with regards to toxins or uh, toxic burden and toxins are something that we really don't stop and think about um, during the day and how that's impacting our health and specifically um, with regards to immune dysregulation, thyroid dysfunction, and things like that. So uh, we're going to talk much, much more about that. But first, the Hellroys. I don't take nothing that a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't smoke no blood, man. I don't do no drugs, man. It angers up that blood, man, so I don't do no drugs. All right, we are back. And uh, this content is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not intended to provide medical advice or to take the place of medical advice or treatment from a personal physician, right? Right. And I'm not your personal physician. So as we looked into this, I mean, at first we thought we'd try to give, you know, tangible advice on every single thing. And quickly, it's... it's this is a huge topic. It's huge. And um, you found that one website that really helped, though. Yes. And that's where I use that website a lot. It's called ewg.org, uh, Environmental Working uh, Group. Um, and it's my go-to source for when I have questions about, uh, especially products that you um, typically might use in your home and um, which products are, are best um, and the ingredients and, and everything like that. Um, I encourage you to go visit this website. Again, it's ewg.org. And um, it is a great, great resource for, um, for helping you navigate the whole, you know, the toxic environment in which we live. I think no one really realizes how much toxins that we're exposed to. And as I, everything we talk about on our podcast has been, you know, how things have changed in the last 80 mm-hmm. years. But toxins is no different. From, right. from our beauty products to our cleaning agents to Food. the building materials, everything. Yeah. So we'll, we'll kind of go through each one of them and kind of give you an idea of what to think about. And then you can go to this website, ewg.org, and, and come up with a plan. Because, folks, it's not all or nothing. It's called, as Amy just said, reducing your toxin burden. Because yeah. you're never going to, even in, in nature, you can be exposed to some toxins. Yeah. The, the genie's out of the bottle. They're out there. Um, and what you have to just kind of uh, learn how to reduce your exposures. First of all, you got to know what to be on the lookout for and then reduce that. And the reason you need to do that is because, you know, um, there's a lot of things that are deemed safe mm-hmm. today, and they're not. Um, a lot of the products um, have been, um, there was a, a you know, the a U.S. Toxic Substances Control Act um, that was introduced a while back, and every time I want to go to something, my computer just won't will not let me 
um, what does it do that? Just to mess with you. I know. So anyway, there was this U.S. Toxicity Substance Control Act, and um, there were, at this time of this act, there were 85,000 chemicals that were registered. And many of these were just grandfathered in with little or no health and safety testing. Correct. So a lot of the things that are being used in your beauty products, your food products, your 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 dog's products, your garden products, they're not safe. And they've not been tested. And um, it's, it's kind of crazy that that's where we are today. But these things can do real, um, it can have some really serious af- negative effects on the body, primarily because of the immune dysregulation that many of them cause. Um, a lot of them interfere with the, uh, your endocrine system. A lot of them act like endocrine disruptors, so they have uh, major impacts on your sex hormones, your thyroid hormones, your adrenal hormones. And, and, and that's why it so inter- interacts with weight so much. Yeah, and that's why it has such a, a, a you know, when I, when I see people who are carrying extra weight or they have metabolic syndrome and things like that, of course, I'm thinking of all the lifestyle things that might be going on, but I'm also thinking toxicities. Mm-hmm. Because when you're, when you're in that state your body can't deal with the toxins as well as it would if it was healthier. But those same toxins can also push you more towards that inflammatory state and you start developing issues like metabolic syndrome or diabetes or cardiovascular disease or eczema, psoriasis, autoimmune diseases. These things have to, you have to address this. You have to. We have a couple of friends right now that are doing almost everything right, but they have these major glaring health issues Mm -hmm. And we suspect us toxicities. Yeah. Whatever's left is what you have. Right. I mean, I hate to talk about COVID because we always talk about it, but here's a good example. You think you're doing something good for yourself, but the whole hand sanitizer, <sighs> I mean, I understand. So if you, if you touch something contaminated, you need to wash your hands. I understand that. But people are using these hand sanitizers. And there was a recent survey, and, and eight out of 10 of them were toxic. Yeah. I mean, they're just... Yes, they're killing germs, but they're, it's also... But do you, we live amongst germs, okay? And, and those, those sanitizers are destroying your skin's microbiome, this microbiome that's there to protect you. I mean, and the, you're just kind of destroying it. And I think, and lots of times, just making yourself more susceptible. Correct. So, so there's so many things that we put on our, ourselves that we think are, are healthy for us. But they are toxic. Sunscreen's another one. I use it periodically. Mm-hmm. You know, we just recently bought some clothing that's supposed to be UV protected that mm-hmm. allows us to cover more of our body. Because we're out biking, we're out doing things. In Colorado, it's tough. Yes. The sun is intense. Yeah. We'll, we'll post things and people are like, it's a toxin. I understand it's a toxin. But also having a third degree sunburn is not well, good for you. And there are, and there are skin care and, and um, sunscreens that are much more <laughs> healthy than others. Yeah we, okay. tried, yeah, we tried one. And, all, and, and you can go on that website, ewg.org, and find out which ones are the best. Right. And we tried some of the um, natural ones. And, of course, they're recommended by our friends who have Native American <laughs> and, and, are, and are dark. And, hey, it works great. We tried the um, pu- the pumpkin seed oil. Yeah. And it, it, I'm sure it has some UV protection, but not enough for us. Not but but what it does have, it feels fantastic on your skin. And for you fair skin, skin people like me and Paul... It gives you a little bit of tint, so it looks really good, and it's moisturizing, and it's natural. So that, that stays in my cabinet. So these are, these are just a couple examples of things that we use that are, quote, protection, but yes, they're toxins. Mm-hmm. Um, because and- toxins, you're, 
you have to think about what you're drinking, eating, inhaling, and putting on your skin. Mm-hmm. Th- those are the routes of, in which toxins enter your body. And um, depending on how well you are detoxing and how uh, that, that's going to determine how you respond. Lot, lots of times people will encounter these things. They're healthy. They're, they're, they're doing everything right. And they can um, get rid of it. Um, some people encounter the same thing and can't. Um, and there's lots of other things to consider too, like um, certain genetic you know, polymorphisms as far as detoxing pathways go and stuff like that. But um, we all have those. So that, this is one of the examples where doing something is better than nothing at all. Right. And I think people get, well, I, I, can't, I can't do it all. Well, don't worry about that. Just start with the big ones. And, and, and multiple skin and skin sensitivities um, is a big one if you have that. That, I think you might be get that's a big red flag for me. Uh, multiple skin sensitivities as far as you might have a high toxin burden and um, you just you know it, there's there's things I know as a as a practitioner a functional medicine practitioner has been trained to look for these things that set off alarms for me um, you know this is of course this is stuff that was never taught in medical school or residency well it's never never it's I think what you said is this, the purpose of this podcast is just to make you cognizant of what you're putting on your skin, ingesting through your body, breathing, drinking, mm-hmm. those vectors. I, I was surprised. We, we were, that's our Instapot. <laughs> we knew it was going to go off, but I'm, I'm making beef stew. So uh, it's the pressure cooker. Yeah, we actually do use it. But we were, uh, I was golfing out in Colorado with, with Brian a few weeks ago, and it, it actually had a sign, do not put golf balls in mouth. And who's putting golf balls in their mouth? Apparently enough people to put up a sign. Why would you put a golf ball in your mouth? I think that... I don't understand. I think it probably... Um, there's just like a little bit of grass or debris, and they're spitting on it and trying to clean it, and they are using their mouth as a, as a cleaning device. Point is, there's a vector that people should have known better, but they didn't, because golf courses are a toxic waste yes it's just all it is is herbicides and pesticides and glyphosate yep just as much as you can pump in there and that's what makes the golf course so pretty right but there's a you know i guess they found enough people that are that dumb to put the golf ball in their mouth they had to put up a sign we're hoping that our listeners are a little bit brighter than that but that's a good example of an unintended unintended vector into your body playing golf you're fine for the most part i mean you're inhaling a little bit but don't put the golf ball in yeah and and i don't want i don't want this to make you scared to go outside <laughs> you know everybody's already scared enough thinking they're gonna in, you know breathe a, a covid particle in the air that's floating around out there i think yeah. <laughs> at least it appears that way sometimes and maybe if some of you know it, it is toxic just limit the amount like we mentioned about with sunscreen right. try to avoid when how often you have to use it lathering up your kids every time they go out is not a good idea no it's not have them go out later or earlier go about beauty products because i think that's something that we have a lot of female listeners and I mean obviously toothpaste and deodorant and soap yeah those but, are those are things that are that could be a toxic uh, vector but beauty products you said is one of the worst yes there are a ton of chemicals in these beauty products um the makeup the the shampoos the the um the moisturizers the lotions the um, bath oils and and all that stuff this is, I mean, there are a lot of nasty, a lot of nasty um, chemicals. Even heavy metals. 
even yeah because a lot of the times we didn't know where this stuff was coming well they had lead, lead and lead and, and and mercury in a lot of these products especially the makeups and and women are just applying them all over to their skin and women are much more um have much more exposure than to these things than men do obviously because we're the ones that are you know putting all this stuff on us all the time um you guys do a little bit but not nearly as much as we do it seems um, but that, that's one area where you have got to start thinking about what, am, what is it, what's in this stuff and, and, um, how, and, how, often and how often am I using it and, 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 um, how, what other products could I use in its place? And again, <laughs> ewg.org is your resource for that mm-hmm. when you're trying to find more, um, organic natural ingredients in in these types of products for the beauty products and some of and we and we've made a pretty good effort to do that with our shampoos and and um body you know sh- soaps and things like that yeah we've done a better job even the good ones you read them like wow there's still a lot of ingredients i know and then you know um so you've you've got all of those beauty products and things like that um and, and did you know i think they said and i've, I've mentioned this stat before the um, average woman leaves the house with about 125 different chemicals applied to her body. No wonder y'all are crazy. <laughs> Whatever, Paul. You got to really bring that up. Seriously. I'm, I'm sorry. I just had to. Seriously. Let's not talk about some of the things that you have done in your past, okay? All right. You might have been wearing some makeup that I wasn't aware of, if that's the case. I, I waved the white flag. I'm okay. Sorry. <laughs> he knows better. He knows I'll tell on him, too. Cheap shot. Um, I think when you, you said about the vectors are eating, breathing, drinking, but you also have to look at whatever you're eating or drinking has been exposed to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that people um, don't think a lot about. Because we always encourage people to go organic to reduce your exposure to particularly like phosphate and Roundup and things like that and all the pesticides. Well, I meant just to storage. So things that are stored in plastic. Right. So, folks, don't don't reheat anything in plastic. That's just yes. That's one no, that, no. And your water bottles, if they've been, if those water bottles get hot, you're going to leach plastic. Plastic is relatively inert as long as it's not too warm. But it's mm-hmm. the, the warmer it gets, the, even your high quality plastics are going to leach. Um, Teflon in your skillets is another yeah, one. Yeah, we we got we got rid of those. Well, and people go, you know, it was the whole non-fat nonsense. Folks, fat's good. Fat is a nutrient. Good butter, good oils, mm-hmm. great. And that's where the Teflon crap came from. It's like, oh, we have to go to the no fat, low fat. Yes, that's another thing that came out from, came from that stupid Complete, low fat. Completely wrong. Yeah. Uh, carbs your enemy, folks, not fat. Right. So you, you, just give some thought about what you're cooking, how you're storing things. If you're going to store, in, it's better to store in glass. Mm-hmm. If you're going to store in plastic, make sure it's cooled before you do it. Right. So if you put leftovers in plastic that are cold and you put them in the fridge that is cold and you take them out. Yeah, storing them there is fine. I mean, it's some exposure, but again, we're talking about reducing right, things. Right, right, right. And we're not going back to the, and especially in the microwave, do not he- reheat anything, well, Try not to heat as much in the microwave in general because right. it reduces the quality of the food, mm-hmm. the taste at least, especially your meats and things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no radiation poison. We won't get into that. That's not an issue. Microwaves are safe, mm-hmm. but it's just not a good way of heating. But heating in plastic in a microwave is absolutely horrible. And this is people, I mean, 
I'll catch myself almost doing it. I'm like, oh, yeah, i got to take that off because you're in a hurry. Right. And all these pre-made dinners, processed dinners. They're all in plastic. Don't, don't do it. And you're heating them and you're eating bad food that's being reheated in, in plastic. plastic. No wonder you're not feeling It's good. leaching into your food. So, and, the, and, you're, and you're consuming endocrine disruptors. So you're, you're, you're cooking glass is your best storage. Your best cooking is stainless steel and cast iron. Right. And if you Hands stick, down. And, you and glass. And glass. You can use glass as and well. Just use a lot of oils. You'll be safe. Right. So but we, get rid of the Teflon. Don't use it anymore. It's stuff is it's in, it's getting into your food, and it's not good. It's not good for you at all. Well, if you look at any Teflon pan that's old, they it's all, all scratched up. Yeah. That, that you, that went Somebody in. consumed that. Yep. Multiple times. We, we mentioned water as far as water bottle. I think a lot of people buy bottled water because they think it's better. But they've tested a lot of this stuff. It's no better than tap water. Mm-hmm. It's just the convenience of right. having it. So you really, I think the number one thing that you can do for yourself is, is high-quality water. Even, even, Absolute, cl- yes. even chlorinated yes. tap water, assuming that the tap water does not have all the other contaminants, which it does. Mm-hmm. But if it just, even the chlorine, the chlorine is put in there to prevent bacterial growth. And you're ingesting it. <laughs> we, You've got all, bacteria in your digestive tract. That's all we talk about is. And on your skin. That's all we, exactly. So you're, you're bathing yourself in chlorine, which is killing your skin biota and your gut biota. And this is the number one thing you can do. And so there's, you have to, we're in the midst of upgrading. And there's fluoride. Almost every municipality has fluoridated their water now. And it seems like to be an even bigger push more so than ever, to get everything fluoridated. Yep. And uh, that's so, not good. Sa- save your teeth, kill your thyroid. Yes. So it's, it's uh, my, brother's, it, my, yeah. brother's, my brother's a dentist, and he argues with me. I said, he goes, well, there's no proof of that. It's like, yes, there's, yes, like, there there's, is. there's lots of proof. There's lots of proof that you, you're just not going to see it on Google, all right? So, They're not going to let you. Yeah. Fluoride looks a lot like, like iodine to your, flu- to, your, to, your thyroid. to your thyroid. So that's why it, it's... And they, fluoride used to be used as a hyper thyroid treatment and and they were using it in amounts that we now find in tap water in some places and that's they say no no smoking gun here that's why i mean the thyroid is such a big issue nationwide Mm -hmm. but when you when you look at your water your first level your your easiest level is to get rid of the chlorine a brita filter or something like accomplish that and that's a a good first step and it gets rid of some of your bigger heavier metals it's not a berkey yeah, and then not. again, on the ewg.org website, they have a there is a section dedicated to water, and they can break down um, the you know the the water filtration systems that exist. Mm-hmm. And you you know, you have to spend a little bit more in order to get rid of the fluoride because it is tougher to get rid of. And but also, it's worth it. It is worth it. And also, if you filter too much, you're getting rid of all the minerals. Minerals. So you have to remineralize because right. if you drink distilled water. It's clean, but it's hard for your body to absorb it. Yeah. Those minerals help you right. as- assimilate that water. Your, your, your water's supposed to have minerals. Some, exactly. Yeah. That's the difference between hard and soft water. Right. So water is probably the number one thing you can do as far as improving your, your toxin burden and lo- loading it. And remember, we're just trying to reduce the burden, all right? We're all, we're all going to be exposed to this, but we're all trying to reduce our exposures. And you have to do it on multiple fronts. And water is one of those. So we, we talked about, you know, dietary, and you said to go organic as much as possible. If that even means anything anymore. Correct. You know, but that, that, that whole industry is getting bastardized as well. But it, it's a starting point. It, it, you know, at least you have some indication of the herbicides and pesticides that may or may not have been sprayed. But 
I don't trust it hardly anymore. No, you got to know your... So we have a, a beautiful peach tree here, and it produces incredibly good peaches. Um, last year, we had a very low crop because it had a lot of worm infestations. I said, well, this year I'm going to try, and I sprayed prior to the buds blooming. I heard that would help. And they grew, and they looked great. What would you spray? It was a fungicide and insecticide, so it's mm-hmm. non-organic. But okay. I, was, I want to try it. This was before the peach... You know, this is before the flower had even bloomed. It was still in bud stage. And I tried that. I said, that's all I'm going to do. And the peaches grew, and they almost were ready to get harvested. And then we got hit by brown rot. It wiped out every single one of them. So I talked to um, a lady who grows peaches. She goes, oh, yeah, you, you did the first step correctly. You wait and don't spray during the bloom. Then every seven days through harvest, they're spraying that. I, I love peaches, but just think about it. It's a furry, fuzzy item that's being sprayed every seven days in order to get that to market. You better peel it or scrub the crap out of it. Right. And, and, and this is common. And most people do peel their peaches, but you need to wash them first. Wash them first. Otherwise, you're just going to be putting so, it all over your fruit. So if anyone's selling you an organic peach, I'd like to, know, I'd like to talk to the farmer. Because <laughs> it is, it, it is, I'm not saying it's not possible, especially in, in, in desert areas. Yeah, here in Arkansas, just, there's no way. No. No, there's just no way. No, this is... Too was... many bugs. <laughs> way too many bugs. But spend the time to wash your food. Mm-hmm. Buy what you can that's organic. Buy what you know from a farmer that you grew yourself. Mm-hmm. Read the list for the dirty dozen. Dirty dozen, all it is, is a list of, of ones that tend to cling on to pesticides mm-hmm. more. Some are more obvious, like lettuce, right. peaches. The berries and things like that. Some that are less obvious are potatoes. I was surprised that... Potatoes get sprayed a lot of it's probably from a fungicide or something else. But you just try to avoid them, and this is all you can do. And then you peel and clean and do the best you can. And but we the stuff we raise in our raised beds is we we do that organically. Completely organically, yes. So and the peach was just I just wanted to try it one time and I'm gonna go back to the old ray because that didn't work. Well, brown I I heard it got brown rock because we had a lot of moisture this spring. Yeah. Um so the the food gets complicated and it's the same way with your meats. The meats, you know, your chicken, if you're not buying organic, they're having hormones and, and antibiotics added to their feed. So And injected into them. So you're, yeah, for the, not the chicken, yeah. for the beef, you're yeah. right. So that, that's why it's important there. Um, I, I would encourage you also just to find a local farmer, get together with some of your friends and, and buy an animal yourself and then mm-hmm. have it slaughtered. You got to book out. Everyone apparently is now doing this because yes. the, the local slaughterhouses are. Which is great. I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see that. That's awesome. It is great. And if if, if Congressman Massey's Prime Act bill will pass, that'll help a lot. Which will allow farmers to get their meat processed at a local processor, a non-USDA, but it's still an inspected facility, and allow them to resell. And this will prevent the the three or four big companies that right. control 80% of our meat production. It'll they have a stranglehold. Right. It's, oh, you got you got to come through our system. So it's, um, these are some of the little small things you can do. Why don't we go over cleaning products? Because we just cleaned our house this morning, top to bottom. We sure did, didn't we? Got up and at them. But we... Um, Got ourselves a clean house for about a day or two. Yeah. <laughs> before we, it goes back to crap. But we used a citrus-based cleaner for our floor cleaner. Right? Um, so you can use vinegar. Yeah. The toilet stuff, we use the toxic stuff. You know, <laughs> the scrubbing bubbles, but... That was, you know, kind of a choice we made. That's, oh, I'm not going to be licking the toilet bowl. I'm not going to compete in that challenge. No. <laughs> Wasn't that like when the COVID challenge people did that and they got sick? I, I don't know. That, 
But so the, the same website will have a ton on the different cleaning products, but you don't have to use something caustic. Uh-uh. Uh, you know, baking soda, uh, vinegar, citrus-based products. Those things can go, can do a pretty good job. Yep. And we've gone pretty much all natural with our cleaning products, which I, which from what I can tell, d- does a really good job. And I don't have to, you know, if you have pets and, and kids who are always on the floor, mm-hmm. think about how are you cleaning your floors? You know, I don't want to expose my pets and kids to toxic stuff. Well, the same thing you're putting in your yard to so apply that same, that to kill the weeds out in your in your lawn that's toxic you know to get rid of the insects that's toxic and right. so the kid the kids and the and the and the dogs walk on it and bring it in and you pet them so these are all these different vectors that are not as obvious as yeah you're walking around especially you know if you're walking if you live on a, a golf course like your mom does that's a that's a big deal and you've got to think about you know you know it's getting in your yard when they spray the course well the thing about your brother's house he lives Next to um, Cottonfield. Cottonfield. He can't even have fruit trees. Because his fruit trees, the fruit gets killed every year because of the crop dusters and the yeah. overspray. And unfortunately, your niece and nephew are being I know, raised in this. I know. I just I try not to think about it. My mom's already had her glyphosate levels tested and they were sky high. You know, and I know it's because of where they live. They live in a they live in rural Arkansas, and they're surrounded by all that. Mm-hmm. They're get, they're just constantly getting exposed. They're being bathed in it. I know, and I just I don't know what to do with them. They haven't moved, and they're not going to do that anytime soon. So we mentioned you know the cleaning products. I think another thing that's changed a lot in the um, last eighty years is our building materials. It used to be metal and wood, not a lot of off gassing. Right now we have composite wood. That you know the 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 plywood has been glued together, so it has off gassing. The flooring that we have, the the backing on carpet. If you have carpet, it's oh the house. Your our houses now are full of it. Yes, so especially new houses. We the, don't have lead paint anymore, but there's still we have, a, we have a lot more VOCs. A lot more VOCs, yeah. And um, and all the glues. You can smell it when you go to that new house smell. Yeah. That's pretty much just the, the off gassing. Yeah, and and there's a syndrome called tilt. It's called toxicant induced loss of tolerance, and it's a we call it a tilt syndrome because a lot of people will develop um, all kinds of weird symptoms or exacerbations of chronic ones after moving into a new home or one that has been extensively remodeled. Mm-hmm. And it's because of all the chemicals they're being exposed to and all these new, they're off-gassing. Um, especially initially, that's when a lot of them are off-gassing all at the same time. And it's just, you're being inundated with all of these chemicals. And it's something we always ask about when we have new patients or you know old patients, or whatever, they're starting to have trouble. We're like, have you made any renovations? Have you moved into a new home? We we investigate your toxin exposures in depth Mm -hmm. because we want to know what kind of toxic exposures you have well my house flooded last year and about six months later i got all these mysterious illnesses yeah mold mold is another one that we always inquire about because it is a it's toxic black mold is toxic we had some in our house didn't we Mm -hmm. underneath the kitchen sink um, back in the back uh, bedroom, along the floorboards, and uh, somebody uh, installed floors in my um, closet wrong, and without putting down a vapor barrier, and we had to rip it all up because there was such there was so much mold. Yep. And yep. every time I go in there, I would have a my eyes would burn, and I would have a tickle in my throat, and I'd <clears throat> start kind of 
coughing. Because with, with mold, you either have to remove it or encapsulate it. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by encapsulate, if, 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 it's behind, if it's in the walls and as soon as your HVAC unit comes on, you're creating a negative pressure in your house. So it's going to pull yep. through that. So if you cannot caulk around any openings, paint to make sure it's encapsulated in there, you're going to have to remove it. Yeah, because mold abatement can get very expensive real quick. I know people who have had to move from their home because it was so extensive. There was no abatement. They just had to leave. You got yeah, Exactly, it can be too bad. But you're almost treating it like you would asbestos, where you should either remove it or encapsulate it. You know, it's just best left alone. But get someone to help you on that again. That's something that's, um, there's vectors that you may not think of. Right. Get someone to help you. Um the air, obviously, in your home, from what we just said, all that's important. Yeah. Change your air filters. I mean, it's something that's so easily, you know, easy to forget. Because remember, just dust particles are toxins. Mm-hmm. So just cleaning your air in your house, especially your bedroom. Well, so. not toxins as far as chemicals go. They can be irri- irritants, irritants for some people and cause histamine levels to rise. But if you have a good filtration system on your HVA system, and then maybe even put another filtration system in your bedroom because mm-hmm. you're spending eight hours in there so that's where you want to make sure your sheets are not toxic and your air your is mattress good. isn't toxic. toxic yeah which is tough because we- so many of them have the additives i mean really if you're not going to go to a latex bed mm-hmm. which is the most expensive right that's the only one that has no vocs right and we're laying on these things so. And there's a lot of companies out there who are going much more natural Absolutely. with the, with what they're u- using to make their mattresses, and you probably need to explore that. And that's something that you consider. You're laying in your bed for eight hours at a time, breathing in off the off-gassing of these, a lot of the mattresses. And you're wearing less clothes, and you're being exposed, your sheets, whatever your sheets are touching you. So, Well, whatever, what have you washed your sheets in? Mm-hmm. You know, we so. use um, seventh generation. Um, washing detergent, I'm pretty pleased with it. Does a pretty good job. It smells good. The next one should be a no-brainer because you just shouldn't be eating it. Processed food <laughs> is just full of full can- of glyphosate. Well, it's because all has, all of it. Yeah, they're using the poorest quality ingredients, so it's all gonna be all GMO. They're doing the most things to stabilize it. You know, Walmart will not allow you to sell any food in their market that does not have, excluding vegetables and the meat. Right. But if it's a processed food, it has to have a shelf life of over three years. That is, okay, if if something has a shelf life of three years. Over three years, that's the minimum. Some of the stuff is mandated for five years. So you Don't eat it. Exactly, what what have they done to this? It's franken food. Because even when I can tomatoes, which are one of the easiest things to can and one of the most stable, at the 18-month level, you can tell they're starting to change. Yes. You're supposed to cycle them in and out. Right, right, the right. Season. That's, that's your own organic, mm-hmm. just tomatoes and acidity. Well, that's what your grandparents did. They canned it and ate it that year. Yeah, you don't eat it too. They years. weren't prepping for, you know, when the hits the fan. No, so it's the processed food. And then if you take it even further, and you're talking about stuff that's coming in from China, I wouldn't eat anything that comes no. from No. No, they, why, why would you? You, they cannot be trusted at they, this point. They've poisoned our pets with melamine. They, our kids. Our infants with melamine in the infant foiler. Yes. Because uh, the melamine made it look like it had a higher protein content. I always tell people... Any t- our medications. Any tilapia that comes from the fish, the tilapia that comes from China, is being grown in basically sewage waste. Yep. Sewage waste makes algae bloom, and tilapia is a rare... The cichlid is a type of fish that's a tilapia. 
and it can filter those nutrients through its gills. So that green, nasty crap you see that's like, oh, that's mm-hmm. that's what they're living in, and they're selling it to us. Yeah, I know, and people are eating it like, oh, yes, I'll, I'm going to be healthy. I'm, I mean, give me the tilapia. I'm giving some fish. <laughs> so uh, I just wouldn't try. They've, they've lied to us too many times. This is not the people. This is the government. So they're like, you're being racist. No, I'm not. I'm not a, the government that allows this crap to happen. Yes. They could care less about your health, people. Um, dog and cat, we mentioned that as far as just going outside and being exposed to things. But Pet products. I mean, we put the um, the front line, which is the stuff for the... I didn't want to, but the, the ticks are so bad. We tried it one time with Bo, our poodle, and he hid in the room. He obviously had a bad reaction. Like within 30 minutes of putting it on him... He just started acting weird, and he went and laid down, which is not typical of Bo. And uh, I was like, all right, that's it. I will never do that again. So for my yard, what I did, I, I mow it frequently, mm-hmm. which keeps it down. And then at the perimeter of my fence, that's where I put the tick crystals down to try to prevent them from coming in. Right. And uh, in the summertime, we just don't let them hike in the woods like we normally do. We keep them on a leash, and we hike on the roads. That's why we're, That's another reason we go out to Colorado. Oh, it's you know? so nice. You can walk. You don't have to worry about ticks. Or chiggers. Or chiggers. Or <laughs> mosquitoes, kind of. Depends on where you are, yeah. but not nothing like yeah, they're slow. the delta of Arkansas. Yeah, they're, they're slow down there. There's, yeah. Even the flies are slow in Colorado. So it's not so bad. Yeah, but it's... But it's, there's a lot of, t- um, of uh, especially dog um, shampoos and things like that, that are just full of nasty stuff. Don't do that to your pet. And then you're petting your pet. And then your pet, yeah, and then you're petting your pet. Especially your kids are loving on your pets. Mm -hmm. So, again, we're not trying to scare you with all this. It's just a matter you need to think about what's coming in your body and what are the different vectors that are not direct, like we mentioned, the dog getting into something and the dog coming to you. These are things that you just have to be aware of to try to lower your your toxic burden. Um, Anything else we can go over as far as, um, like I said, the number one thing you should be doing is water. Water is the best thing you can do. Clean water, clean food, clean air. Those three things right there can get you very far in reducing your toxic toxin exposures and your toxic burden. There are other things that we always inquire about as well. Um, silver amalgams. Most of us, that's what they used back in the day when you had a cavity, right? They put some a silver mercury filling in your mouth, and over time... Those things break down, they off-gas, and it's a source of uh, mercury toxicity. And um, I encourage patients to get rid of those. Go see a biological dentist who is experienced in their proper removal so that they're not just exposing you to large amounts when they're being removed, and get them out. And people like, well, I've had them, I've never had any problems. Great. That means you're you're detoxing mercury faster than you're absorbing it. And how do you know you're not? Or do you, yeah. You, it has, I, mean, it, it, I hear this all the time. Well, I got them, and I don't have any, and didn't do anything to me. But at the same time, um, you just got through, you know, you have diabetes, or your blood sugars are bad. You're on a statin, and because your cholesterol levels are elevated, and oh, you just told me you had eczema. I mean, you know, people just kind of think it's normal to have those again. You know, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not at all. So some people just actually detox more efficiently than others. I think we should use this as a segue to talk about, you know, detoxing, what we're talking about for toxin exposures. Mm -hmm. Detoxing is not, most people don't understand detoxing. They think that it's something that's pulling out, which you you can use that, Mm -hmm. but it's dangerous. 
So why don't you give your philosophy as well, far as supporting the body versus chelating and things? Drinking celery juice is not detoxing. Okay, that just stop. Um, your 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 whole body is a detoxing system. The liver is a is a huge um, contributor of that process, or at least um, involved in the process. Um, your kidneys do it. Um, your gut, your GI tract has its own little detoxification system. Um, you know, you, when you sweat, you're able to get rid of a lot of nasty products. There are toxins that you excrete in your breath. Okay. So when you breathe, you're exhaling things. That's another way you get rid, rid of things. But, you know, we, we like to focus on, um, you know, the body has to be in balance. Everything has to be working efficiently for you to quote detox. That means when you come in, you come into, um, um, when you encounter a toxin, how does your body, um, first of all, break it down to make it less toxic and then get rid of it? That's really the process right there. Phase one, um, your your liver has phase one, phase two, some say phase three of a detox process. And it's all about taking making a toxic substance less toxic to the body, water-soluble, and then getting rid of it through your urine, feces, your breath, your sweat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's how you get rid of this stuff. So if any of those are compromised, um, then you're not going to do that very well. And your 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 liver requires a lot of different nutrients to do this. Lots of antioxidants, lots of B vitamins, lots of minerals. Certain amino acids. Certain amino acids. They all have to be there for your body to do this efficiently. And a lot of us are walking around with suboptimal nutrient levels because of poor diets, poor gut health, um, and our bodies are using up these nutrients much more quickly than they should because of all kinds of other things that are going awry in the body. And so, um, you know, it it's not just a matter of, oh, I'm just going to take this supplement mm-hmm. or drink this celery juice or go sit in a sauna. I mean, those those are all great, you know, and those are things that I encourage people to do, but it's all about putting in the good, removing the bad, reducing your exposures. So it's more of a supporting mechanism. Yes. If you give the proper nutrients to your body, then you're more likely to be able to detox. Yeah. And you're, even your own thoughts can negatively impact the detox process. So obviously good water would be paramount in in detoxing because you're using fluids your body's mostly water and all these reactions take place in an aqueous solution in an aqueous environment so you better have plenty of water on board and good water and then and be hydrated you have to be hydrated so if you're hydrated and you provide the proper nutrients your body will do a pretty good job of detoxing and in in elimination you know uh, you get constipated when you're dehydrated Elimination is one way that we get rid of the toxins that we have countered. You should be pooping, peeing, and sweating. Yes. The whole time. Uh Uh-huh. And breathing well. And breathing deeply. Unencumbered. (laughs) That was not not a slide on mask, was it? Perhaps. Perhaps. So the, I think people get confused with detox. They think it's something that's pulling out. And there are detoxes that do that. In fact, there's IV chelation. This is for extreme cases, yeah. and it has negative side effects. You really it's risk reward at that part. Okay, yes. you got you better do it right, or you're going to mess yourself up. It's it's the equivalent of stirring up a paint can. 
when the stuff's at the bottom, it's relatively safe. You stir it up, that's what you're doing with some of these chelating agents. So mm -hmm. unless you can stir it up and pull it out, you've actually caused some harm also. You're re-exposing your body. Yep. A lot of times these um, toxins are um, lipophilic. They like fat, and so they get stored in adipose tissue. And um, while you know that's safer than being you know around in your bloodstream where it has access to your brain and your organs and other things, your body will put it stored in fat. And that's safer, yes, but it's still exhibit it's still exerting effects on your body and, when it's there. And that affects your weight loss ability. And then to your toxic yeah. toxic fat is hard to get rid of. Yeah, and it causes inflammation and then in, inflammation makes you fat. It's a big vicious cycle and it's one that you just and to and to, you know, quote detox or or, you know, um, try to deal with some of these like the heavy metals, that's a big one, the lead and the mercury. Mm -hmm. Um, this ha this has to occur over a long period of time. This cannot be done quickly. And if you do try to do it quickly, you're going to end up being really sick. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny if you, again, we, functional medicine, I love it because it's, it's cutting edge science, but almost always it circles back. You can find what we used to do mm -hmm. that caused it. Um, you know, they, we, we accomplished that. I think I've used it in one of our previous episodes talking about the, the Seder supper, which is a Jewish supper that basically it's, it's just a detox. They're eating bitter herbs and they're, they're fasting. Yeah. Bile is one way that your body gets rid of, excretes a lot of toxins. Okay. So bile production is, is very important. Which I mean, can be stimulated through fat ingestion, like olive fat oil and bitters and bitters. Mm -hmm. So again, this is not something just to do willy nilly is to be more strategic, but these are. Um, and some of them are in our diet all the time that we used to eat a lot more. Uh, parsley is something that people used to eat. It used to be celery, carrot, and onion, and parsley. Mm -hmm. Those were the four things that went into everything. My beef stew over here has celery, carrot, and onion. But parsley and cilantro are, are two things that, quote, detox. They actually have some chelating abilities. Mm -hmm. Not strong. No, not at all. But if you're ingesting this stuff every day... Over time, it's going to help you. Yes, it's, yeah. a, and it's what your philosophy on detox is: support the body to allow it to to, to rid itself. And um, both parsley and cilantro are unique that they're chelating agents, but they're also binding agents. So you almost kind of get, but, you get a twofer that you're you're chelating it out and you're grabbing. Yeah, but it your first line of defense is your gut health. Mm -hmm. If that's if that's optimal, you're going to. Um, reduce the damage caused by things that you might ingest. You'll eliminate it before you before it enters your y yeah. system. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, it's in your gut. And, and, and a lot of those bacteria, you know, there's some research going on showing how maybe perhaps their, their roles in the detox system. Well, sure. I mean, if you have, you have bacteria and enzymes that can break down plastic, I'm sure yeah. I'm sure we have something in our body that can rid toxins. I mean, these things are amazing, What they these niche players and what they can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope we haven't scared you. No. And um, there's, so we've talked about the, kind of talked about the, just, I want you to be cognizant. All right. It's um, the yard, your house, your beauty products, your dry cleaning. How many of you, you know, are dry cleaning your clothes all the time? You talk about toxic substances on your clothes. Mm -hmm. That's it. I mean, I know they they look nice and everything, but man, I, you need to start really, I would I would say don't do that. Stop using the dry cleaners. Right. I know or at you least, don't want to hear that. Or at least for the most for daily wear. Yeah, exactly. For, for, for the night out of the town, maybe. Okay. It's it's, it's 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 just 
you know, risk reward. risk reward, risk reward. I mean, yeah, we, when we started out, we had um, kind of a concierge functional medicine practice and we had a couple of people that we didn't take them on as patients, but they, they took it to such extremes. You know, I'm not going to enter your building and if there's any scented candles, okay, we're not asking you to be that extreme. But don't use those. Be careful with the scented candles. No, I know. But I'm just using that as an example where this. And stay out of bath, bath body or what was it called? Bed, bath, and beyond. No, not bed, bath, and beyond, but bath and beauty works. Bath oh. body. What was it called? I don't know. I'm sure they've got a, Bet. They're probably a business by now. <laughs> no, my niece likes to go there and, and sniff all the toxic perfumes and candles and, and then. I can't go in there. It makes me sick. Because it's, yeah, it's sensory overload. It is. It's just like, oh my gosh, this place is so, no, stay out of that. Well, I just, I just wanted to say that you can take it to an extreme where you don't have to worry about everything. It's just reduce, 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 reduce. Don't, you're not going to eliminate everything. Yeah, and then you can get used to this new reduced lifestyle. And then when you're comfortable with that, let's see what else we can take care of. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe do it more of a stepwise fashion so it's not so overwhelming to you at first. But you're going to be doing yourself a world of good if you will. Yeah, start with water. That's the water, water, food, air. Let's just start there. Can we just start there, and then start thinking about your beauty products and your pet products and your dry cleaning and your laundry and you know <laughs> and your golf balls. <laughs> yeah, and your golf balls, and um, you know your the fillings in your teeth. We always ask about that when we always ask about mold and mold exposure and water leaks and things in your house. And we also ask about how often do you go to the salon and get your hair done? Um, what other cosmetic procedures might you be getting? I don't think we missed your job. Your job. That's one that you, we, mm-hmm. that you have to factor and in. And we that. ask about that one too. Of course you do. <laughs> um, mechanics. We have a ah. lot of mechanics. Bless their hearts. They're exposed to so many bad things. Petrochemicals in general are dangerous. Mm-hmm. You're inhaling them. If you're not wearing gloves, you're touching them. Um, you're covered in grease. It's a tough job. That's a lot of toxins. They're running these vehicles to test them while they're in an enclosed building, and then you know, you're, you're, you're breathing the carbon dioxide and the off-gassing from, not the off-gassing, but the gases coming right. out from the car. Are you welding? Welders. Welders, are that's lead exposure right there. Oh, it's more than there's so many different metals. You're basically you're melting metals, so if you're, you're you're making metals airborne. Are you wearing what what kind of you know most protection well, are you wearing? Most of them don't. You just have your your face shield because of it. You know, it'll burn, right. it'll burn your eyes out. But they're still inhaling. They have that. fans that blow away, right. but it's not perfect. Um, people people working people who work in salons. Oh, the poor people who do nails. The nails and and just being around the perms, the hair dyes. I worry about these people, mm-hmm. you know, um, you're, the exposure is just crazy. Office workers, because you're in the HVA system and some of these recirculated air it can be, these are older systems. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously Legionnaire disease is one of the more yeah. government famous. buildings. Do you work in a government building? Those are notorious for having mold issues because so, yeah. they're old. They're old. And, and you know, they've had a leak and then everyone, or two or three. And the little cubicles are made of off-gassing type carpet. Yeah, I know. It's just a toxic air environment in some of these places. Again, not trying to painters. Oh, painters and body bottle, body, body people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just um, so think about what your business. Breast implants. That's one that we didn't really talk about. That that deserves an entire episode. 
Um, we always ask about breast implants because a lot of these women have been dealing with, quote, mystery illnesses. And it's not really a mystery once you realize that they've been walking around with these toxic bags in their chest for well, so long. And they only and, and a lot of people don't realize they only have a 10-year shelf life, self, shelf life from the time they are made, not from the time they are placed in, into your chest, from the time they're made. And they're made out of really nasty stuff. I know the FDA says they're safe. Who really trusts the FDA at this point? Please. They are causing serious health issues and are even causing cancer in some women. It's called breast implant illness. It is real. I've had patients who have had all kinds of problems and then only started getting better once they had them removed. And when they had them removed, they were one one pair I remember was covered in black mold. And these were in her body. And the recovery rate was so quick. I mean, it's so obvious. Well, not quick for some people. Well, you're right. Some people, it's a long road, but um, they've damaged for, so much. Yeah, but some, but they were able to recover. It was just a long road, and the and it required a lot of discipline and dedication to it. But there are plenty of um, success stories out there, and um, if you have breast implants, I don't mean to scare you, but at least start looking into breast implant illness if you are having issues that just don't make sense to you, okay? A lot of autoimmune issues, a lot of fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue and thyroid problems and all kinds of weird stuff associated with these breast implants. They're foreign bodies. Your body thinks it is a foreign invader and is treating it as such. So when you, when you work with our health coaches, this is what they walk you through. Mm-hmm. Everything thing we've talked about, Basically, they're taking a, they're making a medical timeline from birth to your age now. Until current time. And, and what, from work, home, food, this, it's, it's exhaustive what they have to do because they're all different possibilities. We're just trying to piece it together and seeing what exactly is contributing to what you're going through right now. What has led up to this point? Where did things go awry? If you have a functional medicine health coach that's backed up by a functional medicine MD, mm-hmm you can accomplish great things. Yeah, the investigative process is intense and very thorough with you, us. You will not even see a patient until they've gone no, through No, I don't want to see you until you've until we've done an investigation. I need to know what what's going on in your life. What has gone on in your life? What are we dealing with? You know? Yet a current medical model you walk in You'll ten, they'll never ask you about any of this. 10-15 minutes once or twice a year and they're going to solve all your First problems. of all, they think the breast implants are just fine because the FDA said so. Mm-hmm. First, I don't know why we continue to put so much trust into people who um, have called it, got it wrong so many times. But well, we need to... It's kind of crazy. It is crazy. And we won't go over the V one just because it'll no. be censored. But there's there's one that begins with a V that everyone gets that can cause a lot of problems. Well, there's a lot of heavy metals involved in that and some other nasty stuff in those products as well. Um, all right, so I think we've kind of covered the gist of it. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to just start thinking about toxins, your toxin exposure, and just know that none of us are perfect. We're never going to be able to escape these things, um, but you can certainly start taking measures now, today, to start reducing those exposures. Um, and it's going to have very, it's going to have some really good health effects if you do so. Yep. Okay. And then if you, if you're overwhelmed and you've got, if you have um, mercury fillings or you feel, or you've got breast implants or you've got other implants, other dental implants, 
too. That can be problematic um, as far as immune dysregulation goes. Um, and you're just kind of overwhelmed by it, you can schedule a time to talk to one of our health coaches. Mm-hmm. They can really start, um, you know, and they'll, they can really do a little bit more better job of investigating and, and helping you think through all of these things and what you need to do after that. Yep. But these first steps you can take on your own. Right. So do the basics, then then start. Investigate. Do your research. Again, ewg.org is a very good resource, resource for this. Please use it. Okay. We will see you soon. Yes. The next one. Have we decided what the next one's going to be no, on? No. We haven't, have we? We're trying to reinvent. We realize some of this stuff's not, I wouldn't say boring. We, we try to make it more casual than But it's But see, it's boring to us because it's all we talk about. It might not be so boring to other people. We need aliens or something. (laughs) (laughs) Lizard people and aliens. That'll get them. (laughs) Yeah, we're not going to do that. Um, All right. So, um, again, if if you want to work with a health coach, a functional medicine health coach, um, if you're having some chronic issues that you're tired of dealing with and you want answers to and you just want some direction on what you need to be doing to deal with that, um, please visit amybeardmd.com and uh, take a look around and um, see what you think. If it, if it sounds like it might be good for you, give us a call. Give us a try. Mm-hmm. You can sign up on the website. We can get you started. Um, you can follow me on Facebook, Amy Beard MD. Uh, we have a YouTube channel, again, Amy Beard MD. Um, Instagram, same thing. And then, of course, on Twitter, it's health, uh, self-care is the new health care. And, there's and Paul manages that, so if there's any misspellings you see, that's him, all right? He's got terrible grammar and he can't spell. That is all Paul. He mentions these things, most of them, to me, to see if they will pass before they get posted. But you have been posting stuff without getting my approval. I are an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> and it just kind of scares me sometimes. I'm like, what did he just post? I've been, oh I've been pretty good lately. Yes, you have. You have been, you've been pretty darn good. All right, let's wrap it up. Okay, we are done talking about toxins and uh, weight issues, and uh, we look forward to giving you another one, whatever that might be on. See you soon. Bye. I don't take nothing that a doctor don't prescribe. I don't do no drugs, man. I don't